Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip. Hope you're all doing well today. Had a good weekend. Um, I did a I did a TikTok this weekend, and I've had some conversations with people about uh, about the power of tongues and the power of healing and and just gifts and powers from the Holy Spirit. And um, what brought this on is there's a preacher on TikTok that's saying that we don't have these powers anymore, that they're gone. They left with uh, the end of the Apostles era when the, the end of the, Bib- the Bibles, the books in the Bible, it all came to a cease at that time. Now, it's not just one random preacher on TikTok. Uh, I did have a professor at Liberty that uh, espoused this same, oh, what do you want to call it? The same hypocrisy, I guess you could say. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that that it all just stopped. I mean, if it all just stopped, why are we even reading the book? You know, if nothing's going to happen and no miracles are being performed and no healing and no no speaking in tongues, how are we to witness about the grace of God and His powers and the things that He does? How are we to to be a light of the world other than just walking around flicking a cigarette lighter like at a concert. You know, I mean, really. And and what it boils down to is people are using, i said this before, using the Bible in a way to control people. Things to control. Now, they'll... They'll say to do things that are in the Bible, but they'll say, well, you don't have the power to, to heal, and you don't have the power to, to speak in tongues, or etc. Well, it's crazy. I'm telling you, it's just crazy. So anyway, to, to research this, I went and got me a library book. Yeah, it's a library book. It's, uh, it's in Luke, and it's in the the library of the Holy Bible. It's got all these books in it. It's pretty good. You ought to read it sometime. But I'm going to read you about a certain section here, and I'm going to paraphrase some of it. I'm going to hit the high high notes on some of it. I'm not going to read all of it, but it starts in Luke 10. And in 1 through 12, it says, The Lord appointed 70 others. And He sent these 70 out, these apostles to go out two by two they went out in pairs and he's telling them that the harvest is great the world is full of evil and sin and brokenness and and hurt and pain just like it is today no different they just didn't have iphones it's about the only difference evil was everywhere and he sent them out and he tells them he sends them them out as lambs among wolves. It, that is true again today. Look, everybody wants to discredit everything that we do. They want to discredit our Christian religion, our faith, our 
our speaking in tongues, our ability to heal. They just want to get rid of it. But he says, uh, whenever you enter a city and they receive you, eat such things that are set before you. <laughs> Did you hear that? Eat such things that are set before you. How many religions do you know that say you don't eat shellfish? You can't eat stuff. You can't eat uh, pork. Now that's um, Seven Day Adventists believe that, and uh, of course the Jews believe that, and the Muslims believe that. Uh, and then, then it says, "Check this out. Check this out." And it says, "And heal the sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you." How about that? Of course, that's biblical times, right? That's that's during the when Christ and the apostles were there. So yeah, I mean, you know, you're still sitting there going, "We well, haven't told me anything about it going on to this day." So anyway, it says, "In whatever city you enter, and they do not receive you, go out in the streets and say, the very dust of the city which clings to us, we wipe off against you.' Nevertheless, know this." That the kingdom of God has come near you. How about that? Near you. They came. The kingdom of God came near that city. But because they were unworthy and didn't want to accept what Christ and his disciples and apostles did, they left. They took it and left. He says, But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. How about that? That's pretty bad. So he, he sends them out. He sends 70 out. 35 groups of two. Right? They're going out in every direction. To witness, to heal, to cast out, the raise from the dead. All this stuff, okay? All this stuff. But it doesn't end there. Now I'm going to go down and I'm going to skip to verse 17 through 20. And it says... Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said unto them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from, he from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless... Do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. So, I guess my question is, and it's rhetorical, of course, is you say, these people, these naysayers, say all this stopped. Then why are we believing in this book? There's nothing in the Bible that says it stopped. There's nowhere in the Bible that says when Jesus departed or the, or the end of the apostolic era that he withdrew all the power from those people. No. But they did say, Paul says, you'll know them by their fruit. And people don't have the faith today to do the things that God has spoke about. That's the problem. It's not that it's not out there. It's that people just don't have the faith. Does it happen? Sure it happens. How often does it happen? Look around. 
Ask people. Ask people in your community. Ask people that have been sick and miraculously healed and, and discharged from the hospital. No signs left of their cancer or, or their illness. I know of a girl in a car wreck, shattered, taken away in a helicopter. Told her that she would probably not even survive the flight. And when she's at the hospital, they couldn't explain what happened to her. There was not a scratch on her, not a broken bone in her body. And her father was able to witness to the surgeon. And because of that and his faith, he was a pastor as well. But because of that, they led the surgeon to the Lord. Not a scratch on her body. I saw a girl on TikTok saying that she was in a hospital room with her brother who was about to be unplugged and some people came in and witnessed to her and told her everything she'd ever did. She'd never seen him before. They led her to the Lord, told her her brother was going to be okay and he was, he was uh, restored to health and discharged from the hospital. People, there are angels everywhere. There are people encountering things that are inexplicable in our society today. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what an angel is. An angel can be heavenly, or an angel can be somebody who takes a little time in their day and does the hair of a young girl. Angels come in all shapes and sizes. The work of the Lord never stops. The work of the Lord continues 24-7. The war against good and evil is going on everywhere around us right now. If you don't believe that God left His power, His Spirit, the Helper, the Holy Spirit for us, if we don't have the powers to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, what does that mean? If we don't have all that, then there's no hope for mankind. Why are you even looking at the Bible? I mean, you're saying you don't even believe in the Word of God, but you're using it to teach and mislead people falsely. You're twisting it. Matter of fact, I think you're using something in Revelations people love to quote, don't they? Isn't it? Revelations, they like to say, anybody that take, adds to or takes away from this book will be content, condemned to eternal damnation. Well, aren't you doing that when you're saying, when you're putting God in a box and saying He can't do that? Or He, he didn't do that? Or that's not what He meant? Or that's not, that's not God? Well, I tell you what. Jesus said the greatest commandment is what? He was approached and they wanted to know what's the greatest commandment. He said, love the Lord thy God as thyself. I'm sorry. Love the Lord thy God 
and love thy neighbor as thyself. You know why he said that? You know why he made those two great commandments above the other ten? If you love the Lord thy God and nothing else, and you love your neighbor as yourself, are you going to beat yourself? Are you going to stab yourself? Are you going to poison yourself? Hurt yourself? Are you going to pick the best food for yourself when you go out to eat? Are you going to pick the best seat, the best everything for yourself? Well, then you'll do it. If you do it for your neighbor, you'll do it for you, right? If you put God first and your neighbor first, nothing else is going to matter. But then, on top of all that, let's throw in a little grace. Throw in a little grace. And my goose got to get in a word. But just throw in a little grace. You see somebody that, oh, they've remodeled their house, redecorated, done something nice in their house, and and they're showing you a picture of something or something they've done. Why is the first word out of your mouth got to be something negative? Why do you got to say, well, it looks good, but I wouldn't have picked that color? Or, well, you know, it's a nice place to put that, to put that TV, but I don't think I would have put it that high. Or, that's an awful nice dress you bought, but it's kind of short, isn't it? Or your hair looks good, but you know what? It doesn't look good for your age. How about speaking words of kindness? Remember, love them as yourself. If it's your house, you love the TV up there, say, oh man, yeah, it looks good. I love that color. Is like Love it like you painted that color of that house. Love that hair like you were rocking it. And it says in the Bible to test all things. When you go to a church and you listen to a preacher and he says, the canon is closed, we don't speak in tongues, we don't lay hands on people, we don't believe in uh, healing. You know, it says in the Bible that if someone is sick, that we're to pray over them and lay hands on them. It doesn't say... All these things are only applicable while my disciples were on the earth. And once they leave, they stop. doesn't say that. If we use the Bible as a rule and guide to our daily faith and walk and living in Christ, and you go to a church to hear a preacher and he says those things stopped, what's he doing preaching? What, what's his message? What's he even preaching about if, he's, if he thinks everything's gone away? I don't understand it. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe the litmus test is to ask yourself, 
If I got zapped today and beamed up to heaven and you had to go before the judgment seat of Christ, would he say to you, well done, good and faithful servant? Or would he say, well, dang, here comes negative nilly. I always got something negative to say. Always cutting people down. Ain't never had a positive thing to say in their life. Which one would you be? I think I've told you the story before about the guy in the military with me. He was always so negative. Always. And I looked at him one day and I said, Can you ever say anything positive? And he goes, Yeah, I'm positive I'm negative. Are you one of those people? Are you that kind of person that always looks at the glass half empty? I know I've told this before too, but I'm going to tell it again. You've heard the story about the guy who goes to the church and he says to the preacher, I'm going to quit coming because I'm just so tired of everybody that's here and what they're doing and the adultery and the drinking and whatever, their family. And the preacher says, here, hold this glass of water. He says, now take it and walk all the way around this church and don't spill a drop and come back and see me when you get back. So after the guy had walked all the way around the church and he came back in, the preacher said, what did you see when you walked around outside? He said, didn't see anything. I was trying not to spill any of this water. And he said, concentrate on yourself like you concentrate on that glass. And you won't see everything else that everybody else is doing. Work on yourself. Work on your sins first. Work on the gifts. Work on the receiving. Work on the speaking in tongues. Work on the laying of hands. Work on your prayer life. People. <laughs> the world's coming to an end. I guarantee you one day it's going to end. I just don't know when. It's closer for me today than it was yesterday. There's no guarantee my heart will keep beating till I finish this podcast. But until I'm dead and gone, I am going to keep preaching grace to people that I meet. I'm going to keep sharing the love of Christ to the people that I meet. I'm going to lift people up. Give people a hug. Give them hope. They don't, people are drowning in this world and they don't need you throwing them a cinder block. Just remember, people, the Lord has given us the power. We all have the power. We all have His power. He gave us His power, like my friend Connie said. He said he gave us the power to trample on snakes, demons, scorpions, to cast them out. He didn't say, I'll just give you, you know, the power for A through A through C, the first of levels of power, or the power for small serpents and little band-aids. And... No, he said he gave us the power. 
His power. We all have that ability if we but just have the faith. I could go on all day on this, but I think you've got the point. This is Pastor Chip. I thank you for listening. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for everyone that, uh, that, that comes back and prays for me. I thank you for just being here. God bless you. God bless each and every one of you. Be safe. And uh, keep me in your prayers, please.